Welcome to an LDS guided meditation and mindful reading. Companion to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Come Follow Me Studies. I am your host, Trisha Haney. This week's episode covers June 28th through July 4th, Doctrine and Covenants 71 through 75. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. If you need further instructions, please refer to the introduction episode of this podcast. You can find the updated introduction listed between Season 2, Episodes 16 and 17. Let's begin by sitting or laying in a comfortable position in a quiet space. Close your eyes. Be mindful of your breathing. Be aware of the air as it enters and exits your body. Be conscious of the rise and fall of your chest as your breathing deepens. Recognize the air that surrounds you, the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Observe your thoughts. This is your time to let go of the past and future worries for a time and to be in the present. If you find your thoughts wandering, gently bring them back to the present by focusing on your breathing. You are exactly where you need to be, so breathe in the gratitude and exhale the negative. Feel the weight of relaxation as you let go and feel your body soften. As we continue to relax our bodies, you may choose to remain still or incorporate movement by stretching or moving the body parts before relaxing them. Relax your face, your eyebrows, eyes, cheeks, and jaw. Soften your neck and your shoulders. Let the tension flow down and out through your arms, wrists, hands, and fingers. Relax your core, your spine, chest, abdomen, and hips.
Let the tension flow down and out through your legs, ankles, feet, and toes. If you are sitting, straighten your spine, lift your chin, and drop your shoulders. Take a moment to scan your body for any places that you might still be holding tension and release it. Continue to deepen your breathing and soften your body and remain in the present. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 71 Revelation given to Joseph Smith the Prophet and Sidney Rigdon at Hiram, Ohio, December 1st, 1831. The prophet had continued to translate the Bible with Sidney Rigdon as his scribe until this revelation was received, at which time it was temporarily laid aside so as to enable them to fulfill the instructions given herein. The brethren were to go forth to preach in order to allay the unfriendly feelings that had developed against the church as a result of the publication of letters written by Ezra Booth, who had apostatized. Behold, thus saith the Lord unto you, my servants, Joseph Smith, Jr., and Sidney Rigdon, that the time has verily come that it is necessary and expedient in me that you should open your mouths in proclaiming my gospel, the things of the kingdom, expounding the mysteries thereof out of the scriptures, according to that portion of the spirit and power which shall be given unto you even as I will. Verily I say unto you, Proclaim unto the world in the regions round about, and in the church also, for the space of a season, even until it shall be made known unto you. Verily, this is a mission for a season which I give unto you. Wherefore, labor ye in my vineyard, call upon the inhabitants of the earth, and bear record, and prepare the way for the commandments and revelations which are to come. Now behold, this is wisdom, whoso readeth, let him understand and receive also. For unto him that receiveth it shall be given more abundantly, even power. Wherefore, confound your enemies, call upon them to meet you both in public and in private, and inasmuch as ye are faithful, their shame shall be made manifest. Wherefore, let them bring forth their strong reasons against the Lord. Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you, There is no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and if any man lift his voice against you, he shall be confounded in mine own due time. Wherefore, keep my commandments, they are true and faithful. Even so, amen.
Doctrine and Covenants, Section 72 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, December 4, 1831 Several elders and members had assembled to learn their duty and to be further edified in the teachings of the Church. This section is a compilation of three revelations received on the same day. Verses 1-8 through eight made known the calling of Newell K. Whitney as a bishop. He was then called and ordained after which verses 9-23 through 23 were received, giving additional information as to a bishop's duties. Thereafter, verses 24-26 through 26 were given, providing instructions concerning the gathering to Zion. Hearken and listen to the voice of the Lord, O ye who have assembled yourselves together, who are the high priests of my church, to whom the kingdom and power have been given. For verily thus saith the Lord, It is expedient in me for a bishop to be appointed unto you, or for you, unto the church in this part of the Lord's vineyard. And verily in this thing ye have done wisely, for it is required of the Lord, at the hand of every steward, to render an account of his stewardship, both in time and in eternity. For he who is faithful and wise in time is accounted worthy to inherit the mansions prepared for him of my Father. Verily I say unto you, The elders of the church in this part of my vineyard shall render an account of their stewardship unto the bishop, who shall be appointed of me in this part of my vineyard. These things shall be had on record, to be handed over unto the bishop in Zion. And the duty of the bishop shall be made known by the commandments which have been given, and the voice of the conference. And now verily I say unto you, My servant Newell K. Whitney is the man who shall be appointed and ordained unto this power. This is the will of the Lord your God, your Redeemer. Even so, Amen. The word of the Lord, in addition to the law which has been given, making known the duty of the bishop, who has been ordained unto the church in this part of the vineyard, which is verily this, to keep the Lord's storehouse, to receive the funds of the church in this part of the vineyard, to take an account of the elders as before has been commanded, and to administer to their wants, who shall pay for that which they receive, inasmuch as they have wherewith to pay that this also may be consecrated to the good of the church, to the poor and the needy. And he who hath not wherewith to pay, an account shall be taken and handed over to the bishop of Zion, who shall pay the debt out of that which the Lord shall put into his hands. And the laborers of the faithful who labor in spiritual things, in administering the gospel and the things of the kingdom unto the church, and unto the world shall answer the debt unto the bishop in Zion. Thus it cometh out of the church, for according to the law, every man that cometh up to Zion must lay all things before the bishop in Zion. And now, verily I say unto you, 
that as every elder in this part of the vineyard must give an account of his stewardship unto the bishop in this part of the vineyard. A certificate from the judge or bishop in this part of the vineyard unto the bishop in Zion rendereth every man acceptable and answereth all things for an inheritance wise steward and as a faithful laborer otherwise he shall not be accepted of the bishop of Zion and now verily I say unto you let every elder who hath given an account unto the bishop of the church in this part of the vineyard be recommended by the church or churches in which he labors that he may render himself and his account approved in all things and again let my servants who are appointed as stewards over the literary concerns of my church have claim for assistance upon the bishop or bishops in all things that the revelations may be published and go forth unto the ends of the earth that they also may obtain funds which shall benefit the church in all things that they also may render themselves approved in all things and be accounted as a wise steward and now behold this shall be an ensample for all the extensive branches of my church in whatsoever land they shall be established and now I make an end of my sayings. Amen. A few words in addition to the laws of the kingdom respecting the members of the church, that they are appointed by the Holy Spirit to go up unto Zion, that they who are privileged to go up unto Zion, let them carry up unto the bishop a certificate from three elders of the church or a certificate from the bishop. Otherwise, he who shall go up unto the land of Zion shall not be accounted as a wise steward. This is also an ensample. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 73 Revelation given to Joseph Smith the Prophet and Sidney Rigdon at Hiram, Ohio, January 10, 1832 Since the early part of the proceedings, December, the prophet and Sidney had been engaged in preaching, and by this means much was accomplished in diminishing the unfavorable feelings that had arisen against the church. For verily, thus saith the Lord, it is expedient in me that they should continue preaching the gospel and in exhortation to the churches in the regions round about until conference. And then, behold, it shall be made known unto them by the voice of the conference their several missions. Now verily I say unto you, my servants, Joseph Smith, Jr., and Sidney Rigdon, saith the Lord, it is expedient to translate again. And inasmuch as it is practicable, to preach in the regions round about until conference, and after that it is expedient to continue the work of translation until it be finished. And let this be a pattern unto the elders until further knowledge, even as it is written. Now I give no more unto you at this time. Gird up your loins and be sober. 
Even so, amen. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 74 Revelation given to Joseph Smith the Prophet at Wayne County, New York, in 1830. Even before the organization of the church, questions had arisen about the proper mode of baptism, leading the prophet to seek answers on the subject. Joseph Smith history states that this revelation is an explanation of 1 Corinthians 7.14, a scripture that had often been used to justify infant baptism. For the unbelieving husband is sanctioned by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctioned by the husband, else were your children unclean, but now they are holy gave heed to the transitions of their fathers, and believed not the gospel of Christ, wherein they became unholy. Wherefore, for this cause the apostle wrote unto the church, giving unto them a commandment, not of the Lord, but of himself. Now in the days of the apostles, the law of circumcision was had among all the Jews, who believed not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it came to pass that there arose a great contention among the people concerning the law of circumcision, for the unbelieving husband was desirous that his children should be circumcised and become subject to the law of Moses, which law was fulfilled. And it came to pass that the children, being brought up in the subjugation to the law of Moses, that a believer should not be united to an unbeliever, except the law of Moses should be done away among them, that their children might remain without circumcision, and that the tradition might be done away, which saith that little children are unholy, for it was had among the Jews. But little children are holy, being sanctified through the atonement of Jesus Christ, and this is what the scripture means. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 75 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Amherst, Ohio, January 25, 1832 This section comprises two separate revelations, the first in verses 1 through 22, and the second in verses 23 through 36, given on the same day. The occasion was a conference at which Joseph Smith was sustained and ordained president of the high priesthood. Certain elders desired to learn more about their immediate duties. These revelations followed. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I who speak even by the voice of my spirit, even Alpha and Omega, your Lord and your God, hearken O ye who have given your names, to go forth to proclaim my gospel, and to prune my vineyard. Behold, I say unto you, that it is my will that you should go forth and not tarry, neither be idle, but labor with your might. Lifting up your voices, as with the sound of a trump, proclaiming the truth according to the revelations and commandments which I have given you. 
And thus, if ye are faithful, ye shall be laden with many sheaves and crowned with honor and glory and immortality and eternal life. Therefore, verily I say unto my servant, William E. McClellan, I revoke the commission which I gave unto him to go unto the eastern countries, and I give unto him a new commission and a new commandment, in the which I, the Lord, chasten him for the murmurings of his heart. And he sinned, nevertheless I forgive him, and I say unto him again, Go ye into the south countries, and let my servant Luke Johnson go with him, and proclaim the things which I have commanded them, calling on the name of the Lord for the Comforter, which shall teach them all things that are expedient for them, praying always that they faint not, and inasmuch as they do this, I will be with them even unto the end. Behold, this is the will of the Lord your God concerning you. Even so, amen. And again, verily, thus saith the Lord, Let my servant Orson Hyde and my servant Samuel H. Smith take their journey into the eastern countries, and proclaiming the things which I have commanded them. And inasmuch as they are faithful, lo, I will be with them even unto the end. And again, verily I say unto my servant Lyman Johnson, and my servant Orson Pratt, they shall also take their journey into the eastern countries, and behold and lo, I am with them also, even unto the end. And again I say unto my servant Asa Dots, and unto my servant Cavs Wilson, that they also shall take their journey into the western countries, and proclaim my gospel even as I have commanded them. And he who is faithful shall overcome all things, and shall be lifted up at the last days. And again I say unto my servant, Major N. Ashley, and my servant Burr Riggs, let them take their journey also into the south country. Yea, let all those who take their journey, as I have commanded them, going from house to house and from village to village, and from city to city. And in whatsoever house ye enter, and they receive you, leave your blessing upon that house. And in whatsoever house ye enter, and they receive you not, ye shall depart speedily from that house, and shake off the dust of your feet as a testimony against them. And you shall be filled with joy and gladness, and know this, that in the day of judgment you shall be judges of that house and condemn them, and it shall be more tolerable for the heathen in the day of judgment than for that house. Therefore, gird up your loins and be faithful, and ye shall overcome all things and be lifted up at the last day. Even so, amen. And again, thus saith the Lord unto you, O ye elders of my church, who have given your names, that you might know his will concerning you. Behold, I say unto you, that it is the duty of the church to assist in supporting the families of those, and also to support the families of those who are called, and must needs be sent unto the world to proclaim the gospel unto the world. Wherefore, I the Lord give unto you this commandment, that ye obtain places for your families, 
inasmuch as your brethren are willing to open their hearts. And let all such as can obtain places for their families and support of the church for them not fail to go into the world, whether to the east or to the west or to the north or to the south. And let them ask, and they shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto them, and be made known from on high, even by the Comforter, whither they shall go. And again verily I say unto you, that every man who is obliged to provide for his own family, let him provide, and he shall in no wise lose his crown, and let him labor in the church. Let every man be diligent in all things, and the idler shall not have place in the church, except he repent and mend his ways. Wherefore, let my servant Simeon Carter and my servant Emmer Harris be united in the ministry, and also my servant Ezra Thayer and my servant Thomas B. Marsh, also my servant Hiram Smith and my servant Reynolds Cahoon, and also my servant Daniel Statton and my servant Seymour Brunson, and also my servant Sylvester Smith and my servant Gideon Carter, and also my servant Ruggles Eames, and my servant Stephen Burnett, and also my servant Micah B. Welton, and also my servant Eden Smith. Even so, Amen. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's mindful practice. Please take this time to pray and ponder about those spiritual things in your mind and heart. Use your breathing to remain in the present. Listen to and ponder those things that the Spirit quietly places into your prepared mind. The Spirit can show you great things when you take the time to listen.
Thank you for taking the time to join me today. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email me at ldsguidedmeditation at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Stay positive, stay grateful, and take the time to be still and ponder as you walk side by side your loving Heavenly Father through this complex and beautiful life.